Welcome back to Footsteps in the Attic, the podcast dedicated to all things strange and paranormal. I have to be honest, it is way too nice of a day for me to keep the windows shut, so you may hear some sounds in the background like birds chirping and leaves rustling, but you know what? We're going to have to deal with it because it's just, I've been waiting all year for the fall, so I'm a very happy guy today. But speaking of the fall, we have some creepy topics to cover this Halloween season. I have some great guests lined up for all of you, but today we're going to take a little bit of a deviation from that because I wanted to tackle a subject which I've been asked about in the past, and that is my thoughts on reincarnation. And to be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure where I stand on the subject of reincarnation because... I believe that it is possible that when somebody claims they are a reincarnated soul, that what they are experiencing is in fact the memories of someone in their ancestral bloodline, which I think is highly possible. However, I can't completely rule out that reincarnation is a real thing because there have been some compelling stories which would make anybody pause and debate the subject. And right now, today, I wanted to point out two stories which definitely grabbed my attention. And one of them actually occurred in 2004 when ABC News aired a story about a six-year-old boy named James Leininger, who at age two began to have what many would describe as a past life recall. He was only 18 months old and the family visited a war museum and the child was just fascinated with airplanes and it developed in fact into reoccurring traumatic nightmares of a plane crash. He would wake up and scream, oh my plane's on fire, I can't get out and he would actually draw detailed pictures of the flight and the actual flight that took his life and he signed the drawings interestingly enough, as James III, stating he was, in fact, James III. And as he began to be able to talk, he started telling his parents about his former life as a fighter pilot in the World War II Pacific campaign. James not only named the kind of plane he flew, but also the name of the carrier, which was the Natoma. He named his co-pilot Jack Larson, who actually witnessed his death, And all of these statements, this is the crazy part, were later verified as true. His parents later identified James Houston Jr. as the name of the pilot from the Natoma who died in that battle that James described. And since the pilot was a junior, it was surmised that James must consider himself the third. And his parents managed to track down Jack Larson and actually confirmed that he had seen James Houston's plane hit and crash. And they also contacted James' sister from his former life, quote-unquote, and the sister confirmed every statement James made about the family and even their father's alcoholism, which was a detail only those in the family would know, was true. And she was so compelled that she actually thought that James was her reincarnated brother. I mean, it's hard to dismiss that story because that is so strong and compelling. Something was going on. But uh, again, whether that's full reincarnation, 
I'll leave that for you to decide. But um, there was another story, which I'd have to say I found even more compelling. And that is the story of Dorothy Edie. And she began by, I mean, essentially dying at the age of three. She fell down a flight of stairs and was pronounced dead by the family doctor. Now, you can imagine how shocked the doctor was that he received a phone call an hour later saying to come back to the house because the little girl was, in fact, alive. And this was the moment that Dorothy believed she was a reincarnated Egyptian priestess who lived 3,300 years ago. Uh, The revived Dorothy no longer spoke with her traditional British accent, but, in fact, an Egyptian one. And she began having vivid dreams of a temple with a lush garden. She begged her parents to take her, quote-unquote, to her real home. And instead, they took her to a British museum, and that's when Dorothy saw Egyptian statues, and she ran over to them, kissed their feet, and hugged them, and declared to her parents that these were her true people. And when Dorothy found a picture of the Egyptian temple of Set, uh, she told her parents that that was her home. And her obsession with Egypt led her to actually move there later in life with her Egyptian husband, and they even named their son Seti. She soon recovered memory of her being the Bentrashite and Again, I might have butchered that pronunciation. It's just something I wrote down, but it means the harp of joy. She was a priestess, apparently, in her life and a mistress of the Pharaoh Seti I. She broke her vow of celibacy when she became his lover, but to make matters worse, she became pregnant and she committed suicide to spare the Pharaoh public humiliation. Now... Not surprisingly, Dorothy's past life obsession destroyed her marriage and it ended up in divorce, but she did remain in Egypt and worked with the Department of Antiquities. Her knowledge of Egypt blew them away. And not many people were given permission to enter the Temple of Seti, but they wanted to test Dorothy out, so the archaeologists actually led her to a dark temple that you couldn't see anything in there because it was so dark. So keep that in mind. And when she was asked to describe her environment, where she was, she actually passed with flying colors. She described everything in the room to the last detail, despite not being able to see anything because it was pitch black. When they got outside, she pointed to where a garden had been And upon excavation, they actually found tree stumps and evidence of a garden. Now, Dorothy was so knowledgeable, I mean eerily so, that she worked her whole life with the archaeologists at the ancient temple of Seti's site, and she was given the nickname Am Seti, a.k.a. Mother of Seti. So, I invite you to come to your own conclusion I mean, that's pretty eerie. That is undeniable evidence that something occurred. Now, is it possible that when she died at the age of three, that a soul entered her body because that particular soul had unfinished business? That is very possible. Does that make it reincarnation? I don't know. 
again, my strong theory in most cases of reincarnation is that it has to do with ancestral bloodline, that we are experiencing the memories and lives of those who we may very well have been related to. But I'd be very curious what your thoughts are of the subject of reincarnation, but it is something I wanted to tackle because I've been asked about that repeatedly by my awesome listeners. And uh, again, we have some crazy topics to tackle in this Halloween season, and I can't wait to tell you who's coming on the show. But until then, for Footsteps in the Attic, this is Brian Hobson. We'll see you next week.